I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And I want to welcome you today as we get into the Word of God together. And today I want to share an exciting message about the favor of the Lord. One of the greatest things we can have in our life is God's favor. You know, we know the Lord loves everyone equally, but it seems like that he has some favorites. He showers them, it seems, with special blessing and favor, and people favor them also. The dictionary defines favor as to show preferential treatment, to give advantage to another and to give special favors. Do you want favor, God's favor in your life? Do we want God's favor to be strong and active in our life? Do you want people to look at you and say, it seems like God favors him. He must be one of God's favorites. You know, that's the blessing of the Lord. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might become, come on the Gentiles, that's us, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. In other words, Jesus became a curse for us on the cross so that we might receive his blessings, and that includes his favor. You're his child, and God wants to bless and favor you. But for favor to flow in your life, your heart must be right. For a start, you need to be believing for God's favor upon you. And you must ex extend favor, and that includes forgiveness, to others. Now, we're going to talk today about how you can get into position spiritually for God's favor to be flowing and manifested in your life. You know, we need to have faith for favor. Do we have faith for favor, I wonder, or for trouble? Do you expect God and people to bless you or to curse you? We can have a rejection and a persecution complex. Maybe through hurts in life, we, we start expecting people to reject us. And we expect people not to like us and to treat us badly. And as a result, <laughs> it often comes to pass. Well, it's Christ-like to have favor, God's favor, working in your life. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 52, as a description of Jesus growing up. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Yes, he grew in favor, in not only with God, but also with men. The spirit of favor was upon him. People favored Jesus. They liked him. They liked him to come to their parties. Crowds thronged to come and hear him preach. We all want to be like Jesus, and to be like him means to have God's favor, to grow in favor with people and with God. And so we need to believe for God's favor to grow in our life. Don't believe people are going to dislike you. Believe they're going to like you. Well, the first Christians had favor. They had great favor, and that actually helped them in their witnessing. You see, for people to hear your witness, you need favor with them. Let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 47, about the first Christians. It says that they were praising God and having favor with all the people. You know, that's one great key to favor, to experiencing favor, is have a spirit of praise to God. And as you favor God in your praise, so you receive his favor in your life. Well, anyway, they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And here you see favor flows when we have a spirit of praise. And as a result, their witness was accepted. 
and people were added to the church. So believe for God's favor on your life, with the people you work with, with your family, that God's favor is flowing through you and you have favor with men. Yes, here is a wonderful verse here. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous, you surround them with your favor as with a shield. I love that. God will surround us with favor as a shield. Praise God. You need a shield for protection, don't you? Favor will protect you from the gossip and the criticism of others when they try and malign you. Favor will protect you from all the effects of their words. The shield of favor doesn't just tr cover you in the front, but from behind, from the secret attack from behind. You surround us with favor as with a shield. Do you want God's favor in your life? Do you want that shield that protects you? Hallelujah. It's a shield that surrounds you. Even if you don't know what they're saying behind your back, divine favor will insulate you from the damage of that. Yes, confess this scripture often. You see, we should say, Surely, Lord, you bless me and you surround me with favor as a shield. Hallelujah. You know, I, I like uh, uh, science fiction, Star Trek and so on. And I remember whenever they, there is a danger of an attack, they sh the captain says, Shields up, Scotty. Shields up. And then they're protected. And so we, we, ca we have a spiritual shield that protects us from the fiery darts of the enemy. And that's our faith, the shield of faith. We believe that God favors us, that God's protection is surrounding us. And we put those shields up through our confession. Lord, you favor me. You surround me with favor as a shield. And God's favor is one of the greatest things you can have upon you. You know, it's the supernatural touch of God on your life. It's hard to describe, but God puts that supernatural touch on what you do. And it marks it out as special, and it causes it. And it causes you to be lifted up above the ordinary and to stand out. Psalm 89, verse 17 says, Lord, you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor our horn is exalted. In your favor our horn is exalted. Do you want the favor of God to exalt you and exalt your work? Well... We are, it is right to pray for favor. Yes, divine favor is the key to true and lasting success. Therefore, we should pray for favor and receive it by faith as a blessing that God gives us. Psalm 119. Let's go there. Verse 58. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. There the psalmist is praying for favor. He says, with my whole heart, I entreated you, Lord, for favor. Be merciful to me according to your word. In other words, he says, Lord, you've promised it to me, and I believe I receive it. Hallelujah. Well, let's learn more about favor by looking at three favored people in the Bible. You know, favor has many benefits. I want you to be motivated to seek God's favor, to believe for God's favor. Let's look at Ruth, first of all. Well, Ruth, she caught a rich, godly man for a husband named Boaz. The Bible says about Ruth in chapter 2, verse 10, it says, At this, she bowed her face to the ground. She exclaimed, Why have I found such favor? She's talking to Boaz. Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? And then in verse 13, it says, May I continue to find favor in your eyes, O my Lord. She said, You have given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant, though I don't have the standing even of one of your servant girls. Let's face it, in order to get married, 
you must have favor with someone. You must have someone favor you. If you're single, you can get this favor working in your life to find the right spouse. Ruth wasn't exactly the best catch because of her background, but she had great faith in God, and she had a good spirit. And uh, Proverbs 18.22, this is for you singles here, he who finds a wife or a husband, or she who finds a husband, <laughs> finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. There it is, you see. Finding the right one is a favor from the Lord. You, want, you need the favor of God upon your life, and that favor will cause you to, to receive that good, that good husband, that good wife. Bob West tells the story of a woman who wrote to tell him how bad everything was in her life. She was attractive, but couldn't get a date with anyone. She had a negative spirit. That was her problem. Bob wrote back saying, I don't blame them for not liking you. I'm afraid I could not like you yourself. <laughs> he wrote that to shock her, to get her attention. Then he told her to change her attitude about herself and about others. He sent her scriptures about favor and told them to confess them about herself every day. And it worked. She wrote back to tell him she was now engaged. And whether you're a young teenager feeling lonely or a businessman who lacks customers, God's favor can work for you. Believe that God favors you, that God will bless you. You've got to believe for it. You've got to let it work by faith. You've got to put it to work. You've got to believe for it. Joseph had favor, great favor from God. And perhaps this is the best story about God's favor working in someone's life. Because everything started off bad for Joseph. Although he was indeed the favorite son of his father, his brothers hated him. And there's that jealousy. And they sold him as a slave. And eventually he ended up at Potiphar's mansion. And God, it says, gave Joseph favor with Potiphar. And Potiphar charged, placed him in charge of the whole estate. Now let's look at that in uh, Genesis 39, verse 4. It says, so Joseph found favor. That's God's favor. Favor in his sight and served him. And then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. Later, Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph of rape. And so Joseph was thrown into the prison. But he, although he was knocked down, he was not out because God's favor will always lift us up again. Genesis 39 verse 21 says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God, again, keeps giving Joseph favor. And we're going to see that favor it was exalting him and blessing him. Praise God. Yes, you may have setbacks, but if God's favor is working in your life, you're not going to stay down. You're going to bounce right back better than before. Yes, Joseph... The key, really, with Joseph was he didn't let the circumstances get him down. He stayed optimistic. He trusted God to give him favor. And the warden soon saw the anointing on him and put him in control of the prison. And then, by God's favor, he was able to interpret the dreams of the baker and the cupbearer. And that eventually led him to come before Pharaoh to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And then he became the prime minister of Egypt. So you see, because of God's favor on him, he came through every trial, every setback, better than before. He kept bouncing back because the favor of God exalted him. And he's a picture of Jesus, who is highly favored by God, whom God exalted from the pit and from the dungeon of, of death to the highest place at the Father's right hand. 
given a name above all and authority over all. That's what happened to Joseph. He was lifted up and only Pharaoh was over him in the kingdom. That's the favor of God. You see, Acts 2, I love what it says in Acts 2.24. It says, Jesus, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Because God's favor was on Jesus and he submitted and he trusted in that favor, it, was, it says it was impossible. It was not possible that Jesus could be held by death because God's favor was upon him to lift him up, to exalt him far above. Praise God. And Jesus, the greater than Joseph, humbled himself. And because of that, he was exalted and he became our salvation, even though we deserved only death. And in the same way, like Joseph, if we will walk in humility, we will walk in divine favor and it will exalt us. And every setback will become a stepping stone to greater things. Why did Joseph have so much favor with God and people? How could he live so consistently in a spirit of favor so that he was always lifted up, whatever happened? And the key, I believe, with Joseph is his, he, his magnanimous, his generous and forgiving spirit. He had a big heart. He was generous in forgiving an insult or injury. He was free from petty resentfulness or vindictiveness. In his trial, he didn't turn bitter, hurt, wounded. We see that, you see, from the way he treated his brothers. When he was in power, his brothers had done terrible things to him. They were so callous, they wanted him dead. And then they sold him into slavery without a thought. And then he was in a position later to take revenge, or just to exact righteous judgment on them. But no, he forgave them. And I want you to know that f even when he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, he didn't become bitter, he didn't blame God. And that's why God's favor could work so powerfully in him. Favor can flow freely in a loving, forgiving heart. You see, God's, spirit, God's favor flows from your spirit to others. But if your spirit is wrong and polluted, God's favor can't flow from you. And so favor is not based on luck. It's based on a big heart. It's an anointing that you receive from heaven and that flows out of you. And Joseph just had a good spirit about him. And that's why God could give him favor with so many people. He stayed in forgiveness. You know, but if you become negative and think bad about others and about yourself, you need to change that attitude. And you need to expect better things about people in your life and see them in, through God's eyes. Yes, people are going to let you down. But God's favor will cover us and put us over anyway. It's going to work everything together for good. Praise God. We know that God works all things together for good for those who love him. Hallelujah. God has a purpose for your life. You know, he's working everything together for good. And if you believe him and you keep your heart right, God's favor will work and lift you up. Let's have a look at another person who was highly favored, and that's Mary. In uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 28, it says, The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. The angel then said to her in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Why was she so highly favored? Notice what she says later in the chapter in verse 46. She says, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble 
state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. I believe the key with Mary is she had a humble spirit. She was full of praise rather than bitterness and uh, complaint. She says, my spirit rejoices. You see, favor works through a person with a rejoicing spirit. When you start to believe in God's favor flowing to you and through you, you'll begin to experience favor with others. You know, favor is similar to grace. So we can read Galatians 6.18 in this way. It says, the grace or the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. You see, grace is with your spirit. Favor is with your spirit. It's a spirit of favor that God wants to be developed in your life. But if your heart is negative, favor can't flow. See, Jesus said, rivers of living water will flow out of your heart. See, God's life, God's favor flows out of your spirit, through your heart, through your heart condition determines how much favor can flow. And how can we keep our heart so that you know, God's favor is going to flow in us. Proverbs 4.20 tells us how to do that. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. It's God's word it must be in our heart. That's the key for us to believe and to operate in divine favor. He says, do not let the words depart from your eyes. Keep these words in the midst of your heart, for these words are life, favor to those who find them who find the words of God and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart, in other words, with the word of God. How do you keep in favor? By keeping your heart in the word of God. With all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, spring the issues or the forces of life. The spirit of favor flows out of your heart. So you need to keep, get your heart right for that favor to flow. You see, the spirit of favor comes from the word of God. Let's have a look at Proverbs chapter 3 here. He says, don't forget my word. Let your heart keep commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. And then he says, don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Keep the, the word of God in your heart. Bind it around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You see, how do you have favor in, God, in the sight of God and man? It's through the word of God in your heart. Proverbs 8.35 says, whoever finds me, that's the wisdom or the word of God, whoever finds the word of God finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. How do you have favor in the Lord? Exalt the word of God in your life. Yes, praise God. God wants us to prosper and to be in health even as our soul prospers in the word of God. When we prosper in the word of God, then we will have favor in our life. Praise God. And so, as we hear the word and speak the word concerning God's favor in our life, praise God, I believe God's favor, that spirit of favor will start working more and more. Praise God. We should confess that we have favor with God and man. And that lines us up with the spirit of favor that God wants to flow out of our spirit. Declare God's favor of your life and let that favor flow. Praise God. God's anointing on us will give us favor. It'll mark us out as got the apple of his eye. It'll open people's hearts to us so they receive our message. And even when people are jealous, God's favor will shield us and protect us from their words. 
Yes, we need to receive God's favor by faith. Believe his favor is upon you because he wants to bless you. Jesus said, I come to bless you. I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. He says, receive my word. And as you receive my word, so my favor will flow. It comes through the word of God. Hallelujah. So come to God and ask him. Believe his promises of favor and receive his favor in your life. And then thank God for his favor and confess his favor. 1, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, All the promises of God in Christ are yes and in him are men to the glory of God by us. In other words, all the promises of God are yes. God says, I favor you, I love you. Uh, but we have to add the amen to God's promises. We have to agree with him and say, yes, thank you, Lord. You favor me, you bless me. I receive your favor, and I declare that I am favored by God. I am blessed by God. And when we do that, praise God, then the promise comes to pass to the glory of God through us. Hallelujah. Yes, let's receive his favor. Well, I want us to make a confession now together. Remember the promise. Surely, O oh Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. I want you to say this with me. I have Christ in me. So I am growing in wisdom and in favor with God and man. Surely, O oh Lord, you bless the righteous. That's me. You surround me with favor as with a shield. <clears throat> the grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ is with my spirit. I am favored of the Lord. I have a spirit of favor upon me. God's favor is flowing out of my spirit. I have favor with God and man. I am growing in favor. Hallelujah. You know, Psalm 23 is a wonderful confession of favor. Lord, you're my shepherd, I shall not want. You make me lie down in the green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters. You restore my soul. You lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll feel no evil for you. Your favor is with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with favor, and my cup of favor runs over. Surely goodness and mercy, your divine favor, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, God wants to favor you. Open your heart and receive his favor upon your life. Believe it and declare it over your life, and you'll see the spirit of favor be manifested. Amen.